Welcome to the Humans of Fintech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today, we are joined by Matt Jackson, VP Relationship Management at Free Market. Free Market make it safer, faster, and easier for businesses to move money around the world. Matt is an experienced commercial and operational leader with a proven track record in the media, technology, and financial services sectors. And he is here today to share his story. Matt, welcome. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Um, we've been planning this a while and yeah. I've been speaking a bit, so it's really nice to be here. And you've been traveling and this is your first day back and you're here, so we're lucky to have you. You're very welcome. Thank you. So look, to open things up, tell us about your role at Free Market and actually what that really means. Okay. So I look after the relationship management team at Free Market and my team look after the relationships with all of our customers. Obviously, there's a revenue side to that and our target is to grow those relationships, but we really feel strongly that that only comes from delivering really great customer service. Um, Free Market polled their customers maybe about 18 months ago and asked, why do you do business with Free Market? And our customer service was one of the top three things. So we invest really nice. heavily in that and we try to make that tangible. One of the biggest things we do is try and get FaceTime with our customers. Coming out of COVID, we think it's a differentiator. We go and visit our customers. We go and sit with them in their offices. And you mentioned I traveled, we were in Australia last week. We've been to Lithuania, Estonia, all over Europe and um, other places. And we really feel that that's the best way to foster those good relationships. Because I think when you understand your partner's business, you can start to build solutions for them. Cool. And um, I've definitely seen you in action doing that because I think our first conversation was when you were walking through an airport um, and, and you still made time to speak to me on the phone. Yeah. So that was great. Now tell us a bit more about Free Market and what actually drew you to the company. When I joined Free Market, just coming up to a year ago now, they were maybe half the size uh, that they are now. So there was definitely an opportunity to be in early in a high growth company that was really appealing. I think coming in into a relatively senior position and being able to have a, an opportunity to influence where the business was going and try and bring some of my skills and experience to that was, was also appealing. I think a, a theme that will probably come to as we move through this conversation as well is, is people. So um, this is actually the fourth time I will be working for my manager. So having an opportunity to again work with somebody that I knew trusted me and that I trusted, uh, I knew that we could work well together and were aligned in values um, and what was important and how we could bring that to the rest of the, the team and the wider business was, was really appealing to me as well. I think also to talk more about the company, what they do is not easy. It's, it's simple, but not easy. And I think that's an important differentiation. Um, and there's a really long runway for that, for that business in the markets they serve that I think means that this role to me is a five, 10 year opportunity and an opportunity to grow something uh, from what was 50 people at the start of the year to hopefully something that's 500, 1,000, 2,500 people in, in a five to 10 year period. Mm. Really appealing. Yeah, and what, what a brilliant experience to be part of that, having seen so much growth so far and where that could take you as yeah. well. Yeah, um, definitely. So tell us a bit more about you being in the world of fintech. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I know that you didn't necessarily think that's where you'd, you'd end up uh, finding your career success. So take us on that journey. 
Yeah, I think I don't want to paint a, a soft story at all with some yes. of the phraseology that I'll use. But um, at 18, I was a little bit lost. Uh, I didn't go to university. Um, if this truth be told, and I didn't know this at the time, but looking back in hindsight, I didn't really trust myself to go to university. I think I was enjoying life a little bit too much. Wow. And so I bumbled around doing different jobs. Uh, I think uh, I installed CCTV on the underground. I installed CCTV in a zoo in Libya. Um, I then went into more account management type roles in electronic security. Yeah. And that sort of led me into a career in managing technology contracts. Um, so I landed at the BBC and was managing technology contracts there. One of the relationships I managed was a Microsoft relationship. And, and when I felt it was time to move on, I spoke to my counterparty at Microsoft and just said, look, they're a really attractive organisation. There, are there any opportunities? And he put me in touch with um, Ronnie, who's my now boss. And I moved over there to manage payment partnerships for the for the Skype division. So that was my first sort of foray into fintech. Really steep learning curve, but really enjoyable. Um, I think if you don't understand payments, and I remember conversations with my family to say, you know, when you pay by your card, like someone's paying for that. And, and no one really understood that. So learning about that was, was really appealing. It was a relatively short time at Microsoft due to uh, corporate redundancies. Um, but after that, I moved into a role at Skrill, another big payments company was there when they were acquired by Optimal Payments and became Paysafe. Really good time there. I then went back into technology contracts with Penguin Random House. And then again, Ronnie will come up. He was at PPRO and there was an opportunity to go and join him there and, and learn all about local payment methods and the great work that that company did. And then I found myself at Free Market. So I definitely meandered around, um, but really feel like I found my home in, in FinTech now. I feel like I've built a network. Um, I feel like I understand the industry well. And I think the, the key theme of all of the roles I've taken has been learning and learning about something new. And fintech's such a broad term, it's so much more than payments um, and I think is only increasing in breadth that uh, I definitely feel the rest of my career will be in fintech. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy just you, just how you shared that story. It's like, it, it has meandered, but mm. I think this is a great example of how people are building their careers now. Mm. We've got this preconception that careers are in straight lines and, and they're just not at no. all. And it's just, it's so brilliant the way you share, you were 18, the choices that you made, working, doing CCTV on the underground and now working for some of the fastest growing fintechs in, in the world, which is really exciting. Share your thoughts on careers in this sector. It's so exciting as an industry. I think it, maybe we'll talk about coming in the, into the industry a little bit later, but the, the breadth of careers within the industry, the different types you can do, I think there's a home for anyone who's interested in it. And I think interest is so important. I think in an emerging technology, um, in an emerging market like FinTech, having an interest will get you so far because you will be motivated intrinsically to do good work. The types of conversations I have day to day are with banks. So I'll, I'll go and work with our banking team this afternoon. And then the next meeting is with our technology team. And I'm in sales, right? So, you know, already it's showing the diversity of the roles you can do within that. I think there's a home for anyone within fintech companies because of the type of work they do. It's financially based, it's technology based. People need to sell, people need to market. You need HR, these companies are fast growing. So whatever your skills or experience or interest, I think there's a home for you. 
Um, the key is really to be interested and motivated to do good work. And I think to be successful, that those are the two key aspects mm. that I would highlight. Yeah, really great to highlight those. And I wanted to take the questioning now on to free market and what free market does to support people mm. when they do show that interest and they do want to learn within this sector. So I think there's some of the intangible stuff around culture. I think culture can be tangible, but it's, it's sometimes hard to make it really effective if it is. But the intangible stuff is I really feel like there's a, a high challenge, high support culture. So we are driving to to do good work all the time and we're growing at a fast pace. I think you mentioned we're one of the fastest growing. The Sunday Times listed us as a 12th fastest growing privately owned company in the UK. Now with that comes a lot of hard work from a lot of people and there's a, a lot of ambiguity within that. Working in that fast paced environment means that you do need to be supported and that's something that I think free market does really well from making sure that expectations are set, deadlines are set, but you're supported to meet those. Um, you have the tools and skills necessary to do your job, but I think the biggest thing is around making sure that there's a very flat hierarchy. So um, I think quite often my team will speak to uh, my boss and, and people on his level more than they speak to me. And that's, that's absolutely fine because it's all about getting the good work done on time. Part of that is that more tangibly, there's a really flexible culture with with where you need to work. So there's absolutely no presenteeism that's, that's felt. Everybody can be remote. We have the infrastructure set up to support that. For instance, the commercial team have one designated meeting per month where we all come together, meet more broadly. There's always some social element around that as you'd expect from a commercial team as well. But if you want to go to the office, it's there. Now that works really well for someone like me who has a young family and lives outside of London. That means I can take my kids to school, be back at my desk for 10 past nine. Um, so I'm, I'm actually delivering as a father as, as well as in my role, which wasn't always the case previously, pre-COVID. Other aspects, things like the company recently recognised the, the massive rise in the cost of living and has given everybody a, a bonus for at least six months um, into their pay packet that nobody was asking for that. It was just a nice thing that they did. And I think really recognises how people people focus the the sea level are. That's really thoughtful um, and quite unique. There's not many companies that are doing that. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I remember receiving the email, and it's you know out of the blue, and it's just such an, a nice recognition. You know, I don't think any company could ever foot the bill of the the total costs of living rise, but it definitely goes some way to helping. Mm. And I think having a, a flat fee across the business as well helps those that are most in need, which I think is a really important mm. aspect. And the gesture, what that does for the people experience is just, it's just so much, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. And look, you know, it's great listening about free market and how, and how much the company's doing. You personally do a lot as well. I mean, we, we very recently were both uh, speaking to students at the University of East London to try and inspire them to mm. join the fintech space. I wanted you to share us a bit more of what you've been doing, why you do it, and um, some of the successes. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to do, to do more. And I think how we came into contact was in my previous role, you were working with somebody who I was working with and, and, and we, we met up and, and Laura actually really inspired me to try and do more in this space. I don't think anyone can ever really do enough. So things like that talk at Henley Business School 
just ringing the bell of, of how exciting the fintech industry is really important to me. I think going forward, what I'd like to do more is working with people who have a similar background to myself that maybe didn't go to university, but do have an ability to, to work in different roles across the fintech industry. That's something I'd, I'd like to focus on. Hmm. And we definitely would love to support you in that because I think there's a huge demographic of people who have the perception mm. that financial technology as an entire industry wouldn't wouldn't want somebody from uh, who hasn't done a, a university yeah. degree. And I think that that's ultimately not the case. There's so many wonderful careers, what amazing um, career trajectories and journeys, yeah. you being just one of those examples. So definitely here to support on that. And I can't believe we're here already, but how can the industry be more inclusive is my last question. There's, there's so many different things. It's such a broad topic and um, I learn a lot from the, the content and you put out without, you know, gassing you up at all. But um, I think it's important always just to recognise that there's a need to be more inclusive. And I think the number one factor is to, when you're making a decision, is to say, am I applying any of my biases here? Is there something else that we that we could be doing and, and recognising that? I think having conversations and talking about it and being open is important. I think there's a wider societal thing here as well around making sure that here's a big bias of mine, right? So I live in a in a small village in in Sussex. It's one of the most monoculture places you'll you'll ever see, and. I have to make a conscious effort to expose my children to different viewpoints. And we do that through books and understanding different stories. That doesn't need to stop at childhood. And I think understanding that there are different viewpoints and stories and bringing those into the workplace, making a concerted effort to talk about them and understand them, I think is really important. And you do that through engaging in content like this, or even you know a, a company can run a town hall and, and invite people to talk about it. There's a, there's a fantastic book, um, we were talking about books before we started, called Belonging by a guy called Owen Eastwood. And he talked about the importance within teams, his is a sporting background, but the importance of bringing everybody's culture and backgrounds into a conversation at the start um, of a team or, or as you're developing that team, because everybody will have a different viewpoint and a different lens. And if you talk about where that's coming from, then you can have a much more deeper understanding of why people act in certain ways and, and how you can accommodate that. Mm. That's so, so brilliant that you use that as an example, because people listening to this pod, it's great that they can take things away and go and implement things. And I love the example as well about your village and, and how you're talking to your children and you're, you're working hard to make sure they have a balanced view. And I think that's so important in a podcast like this to really showcase that we have to work hard mm. to, to really elevate our entire our entire perception of that balanced view and understanding where somebody else is coming from. Yeah. So thank you for sharing all of that. It's been a fantastic having you in recording with us on the Humans of Fintech podcast series. Thanks, Heavenly. Moving money across borders is expensive for businesses. There's a high cost of doing business, lack of transparency and aggregation of services, and little trust. When it comes to your business-to-business -business payments and FX infrastructure, one is a powerful number, one platform, one integration, one contract, one ecosystem. We are free market. Unlock more currencies and markets for your business through a single API-enabled connection point. 
our platform gives you access to our global bank network and innovative technology all in one place, allowing you to streamline your processes, remove complexity, lower costs and increase efficiency. Through service aggregation and integrated technology, we make it faster and easier for businesses to move money around the world. As a customer, you get access to a network of multiple banking partners tailored to your business needs. Fast onboarding, best-in-class compliance monitoring capabilities and access to major payment networks such as SWIFT, UKFP, SEPA, CHAPS, BACS. To help you to make the most of your pay-ins, payouts and currency exchange transactions across borders. With the extra layer of security and resilience you need. A fully automated solution, optimised for your treasury and operational needs, backed by excellent customer service. Also, you can focus on what matters most, growing your business anywhere, anytime. Find out why we have more than 98% retention with 500 plus customers and why one truly is the most powerful number for business peace of mind.